started and then Hey guys, and welcome back to Talking Fit with Ty and Adam. We're happy to have you guys here. Today, we're going to delve into and get to know this, uh, this man right here to my left, Adam Badger. All right, we're going to get into a little bit, get to know his backstory, how he's come to the position he has come to be in today. And uh, yeah, buckle up your seatbelts. Let's get ready to go. All right. So Adam, sir, nice yeah. to have you here. How are you feeling today? I'm good, man. Well, we're at my house right now, so I, guess <laughs> I have you here. <laughs> very true. Very true. Very true. He does have me over here uh, in the old garage. I'm getting uh, ready to go for you guys. All right. So first question, most basic question. Uh, what I want to know is, uh, so when did you start training and uh, what, what kind of got you into it? What, what was your first step and in introduction into strength training or fitness just in general okay so not like training clients just myself yep okay so i think i told you this on the one we did about you last week but like i started working out when i was 12 Mm -hmm. to so uh to give you a a quick little so i was um i was always like a skinny kid like growing up right so i'm talking about like you know early years to like nine i was like the skinny kid so i had no uh nutrition or uh, guidance or anything like that or like idea how that stuff affected you and then we moved from uh, Queens to Long Island so I used to live in Queens uh, and we used to walk everywhere so we moved to Long Island not walking as much yep. uh, not, <laughs> playing, not playing outside as much because we moved from a house to an apartment um, so uh, I like out of nowhere went from like the skinny kid to the chubby kid within like a year and and it was happened slowly, so I guess I didn't really notice it as much. But anyway, like when you're the chubby kid in sixth grade, you know people like let you know that you're the chubby kid in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my initial want to get into just controlling my body. It was you know wanting to work out, and I started like watching what I ate as much as you can when you're that age. So I just like instead of drinking soda, I would drink water. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't eat like a lot, like you know dessert and stuff like that. And uh, the first time I started working out was when I was like 12. I asked for a uh, weight set for Christmas and my mom got me two five pound dumbbells. <laughs> <laughs> so she so, loaded you up early. You so, were, yeah, you were so, ready to that go. Was really? my, that was my weight set. Um, so I, uh, I was doing like uh, push-ups, sit-ups, uh, curls and just stuff I saw on TV. And that's how, that's how I started. It was like when I was 12 and then it just kind of kept snowballing from there. Wow. All right. So your, your, yeah, your journey sounds are real similar to mine. Yeah. So my int- initial introduction yeah. was never was not like playing sports or yeah. um, you know uh, formal training. It was it was you know it, I had positive outcomes from it, but the initial motivation was not positive. I want to better myself. It was more kind of you know uh, being very lo- having very low self confidence and wanting to just feel better myself and look better. So that's why I started working out. Oh, okay. I got it. Yeah, it makes sense too. I mean, obviously, going from Queens where you walk everywhere, just your neat every day. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. The difference yeah, like, is incredible. And you don't know that at that young. Yeah. You don't have anyone teaching yep. you that. So I didn't understand mm. why I got fat. And not to go off on <laughs> yep. a tangent, but it really took me a very long time to get past that and get to a point where I realized that I had like control over it. Mm. So even like into my late teens, early twenties, I still had this fear that I could like gain unwanted weight even if I wasn't doing anything quote unquote bad. You know what I mean? So like I would be nervous that I was gonna get overweight again mm-hmm. if I wasn't like on point. It was, it was, it was, so it took me a long time to get over it. And even now at 30, like I still have like little kind of breezes with that once in a while. So I, and that's one of the reasons why I feel like I, I relate well to my clients because like I, I, I can empathize with what some people are feeling when they're, they're doing everything quote unquote right and there's still that voice in the back of their mind that's like, oh, but yeah, but you know, what if you get fat again, you know? Mm-hmm. So. No, I, I think I agree 100%. I, I have the same notion of, you know, being someone who is more overweight and then losing weight from getting into fitness, nutrition and those things. I still... Yeah. Probably today at some point looked in the mirror and have those insecurities and like, man, like I gotta, I gotta, I gotta work out an extra day or I gotta do this. I gotta up the intensity when realistically there's a lot more that you can do to maintain rather than just killing yourself. Or, yeah, you know, absolutely. every single day. All right. Awesome. All right. So, um, so we, we got the, the training point about what you started with that was, so what was, uh, your first introduction to training other people and training uh, clients? Um, so let's see, uh, I didn't, I didn't become a trainer until I was. 23 so 
I was training, you know, on my own since from 12, 13 to 23. It's almost you know, 10 years mm -hmm. before I, I took on clients. Um, I, uh, let's see, I was trying to timeline this. So basically, uh, throughout like the years and years of training, I, I was very, very consistent. Um, so every now and then you have people who, uh, friends who maybe were like interested in working out, so they'd ask you for help. And I always enjoyed giving advice and I enjoyed having someone come to the gym with me who didn't necessarily know what they were doing, maybe want to improve it and being able to guide them through a workout. And I'd be working out with them and, and, and I just liked that. But I never really thought of training as like a career choice, mainly because, and the, I don't know if you know this about me, um, but uh, my entire childhood, dude, and this might sound stupid to some people, but like for me, it was, it was literally the only thing I ever wanted to do uh, in my childhood was I just wanted to be a pro wrestler, mm. like WWE yep. pro wrestler. That's all yeah. I wanted to do, <laughs> literally since I was five. Like the, as long as I can remember, that's all I wanted to do. So that was one of the reasons why I got into working out was to get in shape and I wanted to look like the guys I saw on TV. So I started, I went, you know, became uh, an independent pro wrestler when I was like uh, 18. So from 18 to 24, I would work a regular job and then on the weekends I would be traveling and, and going to different places to wrestle. So usually driving distance, so like New Jersey, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Maine, Vermont, um, Rhode Island and I would Buffalo stuff like that um, so long story short that was my career goal for a long time and you had this you know you had basketball so you can kind of relate to that that mindset of putting your all into a sport but not really having a backup plan for sure so like yes. I didn't have 100%. a backup plan yep. dude so I had like literally I'll, I'll list off some jobs I had to you so I like <laughs> worked at a grocery store I worked at like a shoe store. Mm. I've worked at, I've unloaded trucks at a deli. I worked at Subway. I've worked at uh, GNC. Uh, and then my last real job before becoming a trainer was I got a job at a car dealership. And the first, the initial training was uh, eight to five, the five days a week for three weeks. That was the training. And then once you got past training, you were working six days a week, longer hours. Mm. And it's all commission based. And a suit and tie to work or dress shirt and tie and sitting at the desk all day. I did that for three weeks. That's how long I lasted. <laughs> and uh, at this point, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 23. I'm living on my own. And uh, I was just like, I, I, like, I can't do this. Like, I can't, I can't sit at a desk all day. Mm -hmm. So probably not the smartest timeline of things, but I quit my job, bought the, my certification, studied for it literally every day for like three like it doesn't sound like a long time, but when you do it every single day for, I, I ran through it in three weeks, mm -hmm. got certified, um, and then I ended up getting my first personal training job at Vent Fitness, which is a, a chain gym in the, in our area, and I worked there for uh, you know three and a half years, and then I went to an, another place uh, in the area, I worked there for six months, and then I started my own thing. Um, so that was a long-winded answer. As people will come to learn, I talk a lot sometimes. But um, <laughs> that's how we all do. So it 2014, uh, got certified in March 2014. Had my first uh, training job uh, in May 2014, and then I just busted my ass, man. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I was uh, showing up at 4:30 in the morning and leaving at sometimes nine o'clock at night, and I, I I had a full schedule within like six months, and I just. I haven't looked back. I've just been training people ever since. Yeah. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how it's done. <laughs> That's amazing, though, man. No, honestly, I, I think we had touched on a, a little bit at one point, um, talking about your wrestling and stuff. I, what I do not know is what was your uh, wrestling name, though? Oh, I just I, – well, so I had two names. So my originally, um, my name – so the name I wanted was – again, it might sound stupid to some people, but I thought it was good. It was just uh, – my, my name is Adam Joseph Badger. So I just wanted it to be AJ Bad. So uh, like and yeah, yeah. with two Ds. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> so you're big time, man. Yeah, so, big time. so that's what I wanted. But the first place where I started wrestling at, uh, they just didn't like that name. So they just had me go by my real name, which I hated. So I went by that for the first like couple of years. And then I just I said, screw this. And I just went by AJ Bad for the last like couple of years. AJ um, Bad. So you I could like probably go you could honestly probably find like YouTube videos of me still. Like there's a video of me getting slammed on thumbtacks. Like <laughs> No way. Yeah, yeah. That's I showed awesome. I showed my wife that when we were dating. Uh 
I actually I showed it to her again after we were dating uh, with some friends, and she hates that video. <laughs> <laughs> so it's safe to say AJ bad is pretty bad, badass. <laughs> just, just putting that out there. That's awesome, though, man. No, I I definitely a hundred percent can. Uh, resonate with what you mean as far as putting everything yeah. into it. That's that's what you do when you're committed to something. And one of the reasons why I stopped, and I think we touched on this one on your thing, was that um, throughout the course of that time, I had I had torn my labrum in my shoulder. I had shoulder surgery. I had like four concussions. I separated my AC joint in my right arm. So I got to a point where I was just like, I need something in place. Basically, I wanted to enjoy my Monday through Friday and not dread Monday through Friday and just enjoy the weekends when mm-hmm. I was wrestling. So I got a real job as a personal trainer and I started enjoying my Monday through Fridays. And uh, I honestly got to a point where I was like, I'm a, when it came to like wrestling, not to just talk about wrestling all the time, but when it came to that aspect of my life, um, you know, when it comes to fitness and nutrition, I'm very uh, for convincing people like not to be all or nothing. Mm-hmm. But when it came to that, like with basketball, you're either all or nothing. 100%. I'm not the type of person who was, I didn't want to be a weekend warrior. Yeah. I either wanted to that to be my full-time career or not be in it at all. Mm-hmm. So I made the decision to just not be in it at all. And, you know, I'd say overall, like, it's just, it's just worked out better for me that way, you know? Mm. No, yeah. I, I, I'm with you 100% on that. I was the same way. Just put, basically put any and everything and every ounce of energy I had into it. And, uh, yeah, for me, very similar of um, my body. My body is what said, all right, you're done. You're stop. It, your body will tell you when you're done. You don't tell your body 100%. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's tough, but it, uh, it humbles you, uh, you know, for sure. Uh, as, forms, as far as forms of training, I mean, I know we both now, uh, not only with ourselves, but uh, with our clients as well, are big on, in terms of strength training uh, and implementing it with proper form, things of that nature. Uh, what other forms of training have you done throughout uh, not even just your career, but just throughout history in general. What other things have you uh, touched upon and delved into? Um, I, I honestly think I've, I've, tr- I've at least tried one workout in almost like every form. So mm-hmm. um, when I first started working out, uh, it was all like, you know, mostly just like bodybuilding stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I, when I first started, I literally didn't know what I was doing. So I would just walk into When I first joined a gym, I would walk in and the first gym I joined uh, – Wrap, wrap your mind around this. The membership was uh, $99 a year. <laughs> a year. But again, I, we didn't have money. Like, that's all I could Talk afford. about a deal. Yeah, well, that's all I could afford. But it, what it was was basically it was just the bottom part of like a, like a racquetball place. Where people played racquetball. So it would look like it was – I mean high school gyms now look awesome. But it looked like a crappy like kind of hotel gym. It was just machines, no free weights. So I would, the machines kind of went in like a U shape, if you could picture that. So like when I walked in, I would just go to the machine to my left and I would just do three sets on every machine all the way through. Just go around. All the way through. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I would just, I didn't. I like that approach. I literally yeah, just do three sets on every machine. I would work out for like an hour and a half yep. and then I would be done and I would leave. Um, so it was, but it was mostly bodybuilding stuff. No, uh, you know, I didn't really do any barbell stuff or anything. That it was all machines. Mm. Then uh, from there, I joined a gym called Ultimate Fitness, which was kind of like a gold gym. Uh, and I was like 14, 15 at that point. And again, it was still mostly like bodybuilding stuff. Uh, and then I got into more, getting into more compound lifts uh, after that. So I started adding in more squats and deadlifts. And again, this is all like mainly self-taught. So reading and watching videos, I never had any like someone like train me. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't go to college. So I don't have like a degree in any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, I just learned it all from experience. And uh, so I did powerlifting, bodybuilding style. That's like my main form of training. Did that for a long time, uh, competed in powerlifting. Uh, and then when I became a trainer, I started to get into like more like the functional stuff, more mm-hmm. kettlebell stuff, mainly learning it so that I could you know, train clients more efficiently because not everyone wants to do bodybuilding and powerlifting. Mm-hmm. Then I started doing, uh, I started programming workouts uh, for Vent Fitness. So all of their locations, I would program the group stuff. So then I started really delving into more functional stuff and actually programming for a large group of people. That taught me a lot. So I would try things on my off time. Mm-hmm. I've, I, I had like three, three of my best friends when I worked at Vent were all into CrossFit. So I've done a ton of CrossFit workouts. Mm-hmm. My wife is super. My wife used to go to to go to metabolic. Like she used yep. to train, used to work with her when she was. When yeah, she yeah was exactly. Yeah. So she's very into like that's more of like um, high intensity kind of interval style. So she's made me do a ton of workouts like that over the course of my life. Uh, I've 
we got into running a couple years ago, but again, very long with an answer. I've pretty much tried everything, but my bread and butter, my go-to will always be, you know, strength and conditioning work, you know, lifting re relatively heavy, and I love throwing in high volume kind of bodybuilding bro type stuff. And that's what I do with my, that's honestly what I do with most of my clients too, and they've grown to, to really like it. You know, you have like a main lift that you're, that you're, you're tracking your progress in week to week, mm -hmm. and then throwing in like a lot of high volume fun stuff. I feel like at the end of the day, even when people say they don't like to lift heavy, once you teach them how to do it, everyone likes it. Yeah. Basically, yeah, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I think the biggest thing in which it is with training just in general is just making sure that the quality of the rep yeah. is up to your standards. And you know what I mean? If you have high standards, you've been coaching for a while, you know most people like to feel stronger. They like that feeling, the yeah. endorphin rush up after being able to, and not only that, it's just being able to accomplish something that they once deemed unattainable. Like most people yeah. believe that they could not do this. They couldn't pick up this many, this much weight. They couldn't do this many pull-ups, which is their whole body weight, you know, things of that nature. Yeah. I think the, uh, what it gives for people on a, uh, not only physical, but the mental oh, uh, yeah. aspect is, is phenomenal. That's one thing that I'm really big on too is, uh, you, if you've ever, we've actually, me and Tyler have never uh, like actually worked out together. I, actually, I went to a class of his and he actually ran me through a workout, but we've never like kicked his butt. Yeah, it's true. But we never trained it. But like, I, I, one of the things that uh, you would kind of find, like, when, when you can see when I'm training, I'm very much about the vibe and the atmosphere. Um, so like the music that I yep. listen to, the, what I'm thinking about before a set, you know, what amps me up and I can be really weird with that sometimes, but like I'm, it's training is way more for me. Um, uh, again, I didn't go to, I didn't have, I don't have like a college background on this stuff. So like for me, it's always been about the feel of it. Mm -hmm. I trained for years, man, years. I mean like pretty much 12, 13 years without ever really having like a set program. Mm -hmm. I just like kind of like to go by feel. So I have a lot of like, I feel like I have a lot of good intuition when it comes to working out. And even with clients, I can kind of intuitively feel their energy and not too hippie in that hippie way, but like I can kind of like <laughs> feel out their energy and know like they could have done a few more on there yep. and without having to look in like a textbook and research it and, yes. and think about RPE and reps and reps and reserve and yep. uh, all that stuff. I can just kind of, I can, when a client walks to the door, I can almost tell within the first two minutes of conversation, like what the workout's going to be like. Gonna go. yeah, yep. yeah. yeah. And I think that's something that as a, as a newer trainer, uh, you wouldn't see it. That's not something that you can catch with the eye. You see there's just another person coming in and you're just, all right, this is a program. This is what we're doing. This is how many reps you get. If you don't, you didn't make it. If, you know, there's, there's so many, I think, in my earlier years of training for sure I think there's a lot more black and white Yes, and I, I think it goes to show uh, the longer you do it the more you learn and the more just experience you say you've been you know training since you were how old uh, 13 13, 12, 13 yeah. yeah I think I started at 13 too and um, then from there you know as far as being in the training world myself I, maybe about five years uh, so a little less than you but it just uh, you realize the nuance of training this, how that's, much that's where all the results are man all it's all in the nuance for sure, one hundred percent. I I agree. I'm right here with you, man. All right. Uh, next up, hmm, I got a couple of good ones for you here. Let's. Okay, uh, good. I like good ones. Let's. <laughs> I like this. Uh, let's go into um. All right. So, uh, as a coach, uh, what is your main goal with your clients, and as far as their approach to training and nutrition? Okay. So, uh, with nutrition, I'm all about sustainability. Mm -hmm. So I don't. Uh, subscribe to any like nutrition labels as I like to call them. So like I don't preach any specific nutrition style. I don't preach like fasting or, yes. or keto or all stuff. And honestly, I've even pulled away and not even do. I don't even do like macro coaching anymore. Mm -hmm. I Me it's all about <laughs> uh, calories and protein yes, and sir. and you know food quality. Obviously, is very important. But um, when it comes to nutrition. It's all about consistency and behavior. So that's what I preach over and over and over again. Honestly, to like to nauseam at some points where I feel like clients probably even get annoyed because they're waiting for me to just lay that one like secret thing on yeah. them. Like, listen, <laughs> yeah. you just got to do this. But it, honestly, like I have a client and they're we're working on nutrition and they come in and they're like, oh, last night, you know, uh, I was good all day and then I had a couple of beers or whatever it is. My, it's the same response every time. All right, man, just get right back to it today. Like, sure. that's, yep. all it, that's all it is. And uh, so with nutrition, it's protein-focused, 
understanding why that's beneficial, you know, keeping you full, supporting lean muscle, all that stuff. Um, and then making sure that you're still enjoying life and it's sustainable. Yep. Having, a, I like to say, reasonable restrictions and reasonable flexibility. Mm-hmm. Have reasonable everyday restrictions that you, you, that you impose on yourself. I'm talking about like, like pretty non-negotiable stuff. Like, I'm going to have protein at every meal. I'm going to drink mostly water all yep. day. Like, I'm not going to, if there's, you know, not me, but like if I work at an office, I don't have to grab a donut every time there's donuts in the office. Like just knowing that and having these reasonable restrictions paired with reasonable flexibility, meaning that if your wife, husband, girlfriend, boyfriend surprise you and take you out to dinner, that it's not a stressful thing because you're like, oh, I'm not going to hit my calories. It's like I hit my macros. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that was one of the reasons why I stopped doing macros because for general population, man, and the studies have shown this over and over and over again, is that if protein and calories are accounted for, Fats and carbs don't matter because nope. it, I won't go into the whole thing because people probably are bored probably talk about this on another episode. But basically, calories, protein, and carbs are in protein, carbs, and fats are the only things that uh, contain calories. So if you're controlling your calories and your protein is met, the other two are just going to fall into place. Mm-hmm. So it, why stress about three things when you can just focus on two? Yep. When it comes to training, uh, I'm super, super anal about form and technique. Um, not to the point of where we're sacrificing getting in some good work, but I'm all about, I'm all about getting that like fire out of a client. So I think everyone has that in them. They just need someone to like light it. So Mm -hmm. for me, it's all about seeing where they are, knowing when to push them and when to pull back. Like I have some clients who I know when they walk through the garage door to come train with me, they're going to want to just lift as heavy as they can and do as many reps as they can. And they're going to try and push themselves every day. Yep. And it's my job to ask them and you know, stop them in their tracks and ask them how they're feeling. How's the hip feeling? How's the knee feeling? And, and knowing when to pull them back. Mm-hmm. And then for the other people, I know that they might come in here and I love them, but they, they might try and stall for 15 minutes of conversation. And I have to be able to go like, it, you know, all right, well, let's get to it. Cause like, yeah. you know, if we don't get to it, my yeah. next appointment's going to be here and we're not going to get anything done. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, man, long winded answer, but for training, um, I'm really about learning how to push yourself, learning how to do things properly, learning why you're doing the things that you're doing. And again, sustainability, looking at the long term, and, and, you know, kind of, Kind of teaching people how to make results like an everlasting thing and progress an everlasting thing. And that's not always about, you know, lifting heavier the next week. It might be about doing the reps slower. It might be about beating a certain time on mm-hmm. something. So finding ways to just keep results like a progress and everlasting thing so that people don't plateau. Yeah, 100%. I agree there too as far as progress. Progress, I feel like, is what drives human emotion. It's what drives us to keep yeah. wanting to, to live, want, want, to keep going, you know, is, is progress in general. I, um, I think as far as, like, the nutrition, I said, which is why we're doing podcasts together, but I, I, I 100% agree, you know, with uh, as far as your, your training modalities going and 100% with the nutrition as well. I mean, you could check my Instagram for the past four or five years, macros, 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 that's all I preach. What I found from a coaching standpoint is just like you said, tracking two things rather than three. Yeah. The fact that carbs and fats, especially when in a deficit, don't need, you know what I mean? They, they'll fall into place. And then uh, just in terms of, I find there's so many people that are, like you said, either all in or all out. So it's almost that like macro starts to, it starts to get people in that sense of like they feel anxious because you have to adjust your carbs and your fats to do this. But if the, the fat content's too high and you're not hitting your pro, there's just, there's too much and it can lead down a road really quick. And I had a lot of clients tell me that. Yeah. That I get very anal and kind of, and I'm like, well, the goal here is to make a, the smallest amount of changes that we can that give you the largest results over yeah. time consistently. So I, I 100% agree with you there as well. So that, yeah, that happened with me too. It took me probably like two years of coaching people with nutrition to finally like ditch the macro thing and, and yeah. do my own thing. And it honestly, it's worked so much better. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen some way better results of people not tracking macros and just tracking calories and protein. Yeah. Consistency, man. Yeah. That's what it is. Consistency. And, and, uh, as far as uh, like training goes, my, uh, my, uh, my, the word for me that always sticks out is just intent. Yeah. Your intent to the movement, the, the intent of what, what you're thinking about as you're doing it. So much of 
in my opinion, so much of fitness, workout, anything, sports, anything yeah. in general is so much more mental than it actually is physical. 100%. You know? Yeah. Although it may fester as physical, you know, but I still feel it's so much more, I, so I much more mental as well. Totally. All right. Um, I like this one. All right. I think you would like this too. All right. So what are some training myths uh, that are thrown around in the fitness world that you highly disagree with? Um, I think, I think that <laughs> training specifically, um, I think that this one, honestly, I think over could be over, training, nutrition, it could be anything, but I think the training one, I mean, I'm sure people have probably, I think every quality trainer probably posts about this once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, but I probably one of the biggest ones is, uh, that lifting heavy makes you bulky yes. and it's, it's, oh you know, it's, and I, and I get it because for, for a lot of people they, you know, they're, they're used to reading like, you know, magazines that are either, you know, steering like women, especially steering them away from lifting heavy Mm -hmm. and more towards like that toning and like, you know, all that (laughs) stuff, uh, which doesn't even exist. And then, uh, but even like, uh, even like, uh, guy clients that I've had over the, I mean, I could probably, I honestly, to be, to be a hundred percent honest, I can probably think of more male clients that are afraid of lifting heavy than female clients. Female clients, I find that once you can like uh, show them that, like, 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 I'm talking about like in the moment they mm-hmm. lift something heavy and they go, oh wow, they're like bought in. I didn't even know it weighed that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like with guys, there's some guys that are just like, no, 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 no. I used to lift in high school, and when I lifted in high school, I lifted heavy and I got bulky. So now I know that, like, you know, I think w- most women don't don't do it on their own unless someone tells them to. Mm-hmm. So they're going into it already with uh, a, like, a, like a trust in you that you're guiding in the right direction. Whereas yeah. I feel like there, there are a lot of male clients who come to you and they come to you for training already like they know more than you. <laughs> but, and I find that my best, my clients who see the best results are the ones who come in and understand that like, they're paying for a service and they wouldn't be here if they knew everything. Yeah. So they, they allow me to, to steer them and they trust me and then they see good results. Um, so yeah, that's why sure. the biggest one is that lifting heavy makes you bulky. It doesn't make you bulky. You know, getting bulky comes from years and years and years of like breaking down the muscle and then eating in a calorie surplus yep. to build back the muscle. And so when someone tells me that they don't want to get bulky, I always tell them, well, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. You know, cause like, <laughs> yep. yeah, yeah. I, like, I remember one time I was training a client and, and she saw like another woman in the gym and the other woman in the gym was, you know, you know, pretty jacked and phenomenal shape. And she's like, you know, I, I just don't ever want to look like that. And yeah. I was like, well, you're not. And I, I was honest with her. I was like, honestly, that's almost insulting to say because that woman probably put in years, years yeah. and years of intense training and intense dieting to get there. And you think that it might happen to you on accident? <laughs> like it's not going to happen. So it like, not, go, yeah. I remember one woman, uh, you know, she was, I had her on like a machine and like this is back when I worked at a chain gym. She was doing leg extension. She's got two reps in. She goes, is this going to make my legs bulky? And I said, well, not after one set. So let's <laughs> just do it for today. Like, you know, it's like, it's, you'll be fine. So yeah, sure. I think overall, um, weight training, making you bulky is a big training myth that I, is obviously false. And the other one is kind of in the same, uh, mindset of that, which is you have to do cardio if you want to lose weight. So you, I'm sure you've dealt with people before. Someone talks to you, they want to lose weight. You talk to them about training and then they go, well, you know, I think I want to just do cardio and lose 20 pounds and then build muscle. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, I, I've had a long day. I don't feel like I'm having this conversation right now, <laughs> but, uh, but in reality, like to explain it to them, it just, it doesn't work that way. You know, if you're lifting weights in a caloric deficit, it's probably the best way to, to lean out and lose weight. Mm-hmm. It's just that I think at the end of the day, most people, they either don't see the value in, in, in weight training, or I think nine times out of 10, they just know that it's, it's fucking hard. Oh, yep. So they don't want to do it. Like the workout I did today, I literally was like, I, and not that you should push it off to this point every time, but just today it was really difficult. And I was like, I think I might puke. Yeah. Like, this is hard. Mm-hmm. Why am I doing this? It's fucking hard. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm not, I didn't get bulky from it. Fine. So those are probably <laughs> the two ones is the, the, um, you know, cardio loses weight and then weightlifting makes you bulky. Best case scenario, you should be doing weight training with cardio peppered in and you'll probably see awesome results. Yeah, for sure. No, I hundred percent agree. I think with the, the concept of a thing of looking bulky, I, 
I, I'll say I haven't, in my experience, haven't gotten it so much as much as you have from males, which I find to be very interesting. Yeah. It is a lot of the time, normally women, and when they are referring to being bulky, it's about looking at, they feel like very muscular and like lean and like- Yeah, yeah, they're not afraid they're gonna look like a powerlifter. They think they're gonna look like Arnold Schwarzenegger in three weeks. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But I, I find it so funny though, where the same people will be like, I don't wanna look like her, but then we'll say, but I want to tone my muscles, or I'm just like, yeah, but it doesn't work that way. You can't tone a muscle. Yeah, yeah you can't tone a muscle. Gotta like get rid of the person, body fat. The person you're pointing to is very toned, like, and they lift heavy. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And I also think uh, coming from where you came from, um, I think guys probably went into that environment, that group class environment, not expecting that they were going to lift heavy. Yeah, most and then they yep. did, and you know, then they, so they went into it probably, I, you know, most people who probably joined there were probably already in pretty okay shape they probably had some workout experience before and they're like oh, i'll give this a shot and then once they felt they felt good and they saw good results yep. and then they were like bought in whereas i think women went into the, into a group class environment thinking more like i'm gonna go a little lighter yeah, yeah yeah i'm gonna go lighter and then you have to bring that out of them so um yeah i think i think that's probably why but yeah in my experience I, i've had a lot of one guy uh wanted me to he literally told me he's like I think I need to do cardio. I think we need to stop doing weight training because I just want to lose weight. And I tried to explain to him, you know, why we need to do weight training. And he was just like, honestly, like, I know I just want to do the treadmill. He's like, I'll pay you to just stand next to the treadmill while I do it because I just know I won't do it if I don't have an appointment. Mm -hmm. And I was like, we're not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure something out. And we ended up doing more like, you know, kind of circuits and conditioning circuits because I was like, dude, I'm not, yeah, yeah, like, like sprints and then, you know, kettlebell work and things like that just to keep it in battle ropes. But uh, yeah, I just remember that specifically. I was just like, Standing by the treadmill for an hour, man. So he, he didn't really want the uh, the badger strength. The more so, it was badger conditioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is before I badger strength. This is when I worked at a that a big box gym. So it was like uh, you know it's craziness. For sure. What was uh? All right, so I had a couple right now. For as far as uh, let's go one more. Um, and let's go more uh, with the nutrition side. The myths. Yeah. What's oh, a, yeah. a myth? Ooh. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of them. Sure is. Um, I'm trying to think. Honestly, I, I, if I had to broad stroke it, I'd say overall is just like the fear of carbs. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that's probably got to be the carbs are bad. Right? Carbs are bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, again, somewhere you know when like the Atkins thing came out. Yep. You know, before Atkins, everything was you know fat is bad, so everything mm -hmm. was low fat. Um, you know, and it was loaded with sugar. Mm -hmm. um, and then people, then Atkins said that carbs are bad, you can eat all the fat you want. And then for some reason that stuck. And it stuck for like, you know, I don't know what, I, close yeah, to 20 years now, maybe more. Yeah. Um, so that's probably the one that I come across the most. Uh, in de dealing with the large volume of nutrition clients is, is just like that, that initial like they go into it expecting that they need to cut carbs. Mm -hmm. And then when I tell them that they don't need to cut carbs and it's fine, that's the most pushback I get. Cut like, carbs to an extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Extreme. I mean, you're, again, if you're, if you're prioritizing protein and you're controlling calories, you're gonna end up reducing carbs and fats. It's just a, a but like, people have these arbitrary numbers in their mind. Like, yeah. I, I shouldn't eat over 100, or I shouldn't eat over this. And um, so I'd say, yeah, overall, that's probably the biggest one. It's just the, the carbs thing, man. It's just, it's, it's a constant, constant conversation. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. What, what I always use with people when people say that either carbs are bad or any food, I mean, realistically that is bad. I, I don't think by definition, any food is really bad. It's more so the mental and the emotional feeling that you have when you consume that food yeah, or, or how it actually physically can make you feel or, too. Or know, maybe but. it's a trigger food for you and yes, you have trouble exactly. controlling portions. So I work with that a lot of people too, um, which is if, if there's certain foods that you can't control portions on, it's okay to take those foods out of your diet for a little while. Of course. Yeah. But the goal, the long-term goal is always to reintroduce them and teach you how to portion control them. Um, so again, like it's, it's very individual, but, but at the end of the day, like most people get so fixated. I think people just want to know, they just want it simplified. So yeah, they want you is. to tell them cut carbs, something that's all they have to focus on. They don't mm -hmm. have to worry about anything else. And it's just, I wish it was that simple, but it's not. So it's so, like, you know, <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. I mean, we all do. If there was a magic pill that we could all say skinny forever, I'm sure it would be a multi-billion dollar business, like billions yeah. and trillions of dollars. Oh, if there absolutely. was something that could do that, you know, but Alas, we are here. <laughs> All right, so I got a couple of uh, just rapid fire questions. Okay, these are um, the fun. 
nothing too crazy now i got a, i got a good one uh, i got a final question for you which i think will be uh better than any question that i could ever think of asked of me so all right let's go for uh so favorite food not uh when you're kind of letting the the belt loose a little bit just consistency uh what allows you to stay on top of your you know say protein goals throughout the week okay um i say overall um damn that's a hard one uh I mean, the foods I eat the most are probably, yeah, it's super boring, but like <laughs> e- eggs and egg whites, yeah. uh, Greek yogurt, and uh, if I had to choose like a, like a regular meat that I eat very regularly, it would probably be like chicken thighs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think chicken, the boneless, skinless chicken thighs have literally like three more grams of fat per serving than chicken breast, but they taste so much better. So much So uh, yeah, I say boneless, skinless chicken thighs are like my, my go-to for protein. Mm. All right, I like that. Uh, what's your... Um What's your favorite, uh, quote unquote, say not as uh, healthy food, so unhealthy like food, less food? nutritious? Oh, dude, something I mean, uh, that you look to when you're when you're sitting at the Super Bowl watching the game. What's your what's your food to go to? Oof, I mean, I haven't had a I haven't been to a Super Bowl party like, ever. So <laughs> I don't uh, care about it. So, like, yeah, I, I literally only watched it last year because uh, this past year. Um, because we want to see like the weekends perform yep. at halftime. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, but uh, I, if, you know, honestly, my, my go-to is sushi. That's my like yes, number okay. one is like su- like a- any day of the week I could eat sushi. Like if I ate sushi yesterday and then you told me today like you want sushi, I'd say yeah. Yeah. If I ate sushi last five days in a row and you said you want sushi, I'd still say yeah. <laughs> like I think I would agree with that hundred percent. I when I go to eat sushi, I normally only go to the all you can eat places. Dude. So what I'll do is I'll go there um after a long week of training and you know making sure my nutrition's right and go there and just go off okay so yeah so here are this so this is going to turn to a sushi podcast so i'm very passionate about sushi i think if i if i if i invested and saved up money and i had like disposable income and i wanted to start a new business venture i would open up like a really good sushi restaurant but not do any of the cooking i would just i would just manage it have people actually know how to do it but anyway um real i was a mainstay at all you can eat sushi places mm-hmm. like i mean it's 20 bucks and you can literally eat all you uh, like all you want and I'd, I'd go there i used to go there like once a week when i was like 24 25 um and i found is that if you switch to like a more regular sushi place mm-hmm. the quality is just so much better so much. that you end up eating less but you enjoy it way more so i, I made that switch Probably like a, a few years ago now, probably like three, five years ago, where like I, I haven't been to an all-you-can-eat sushi place in like five years. Yeah. I, I just go to regular sushi spots, obviously before COVID, but now it's just takeout. But like, dude, I mean, I used to easily, if I went to all-you-can-eat sushi, I would easily crush like 10 rolls. Yeah. And now I'm like a five-roll guy, mm-hmm. but again, the quality is just so much better. You feel more wet. You feel more more full afterwards. I think you said it right in like the explanation too, is that you were like in college, I went here because so much cheaper. And like, that's why, so the quality is definitely better when you go to a more mainstay place. It's just sushi could be also expensive. Also my wife doesn't even eat $20 worth of sushi. So it used to be like a waste. Cause we'd go there and I'd pay 25 bucks for her. And she she only eats like two rolls. Jeez, nah, you got, I think you gotta at least eat like four. I remember when I first started worth. talking to my wife, uh, we weren't even dating yet and, and I was just like, she used to take uh, classes at, at with me, you know, but that's how we met. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I was just like, she was leaving a class, and I was like, oh, what are you up to tonight? And she's like, oh, I'm gonna go get sushi. I was like, oh, I'm so jealous. Like, what are you gonna get? And she's yeah. like, a shrimp tempura roll. And I was like, and? and? She's like, just a shrimp tempura roll. I was like, what? That's all you're getting? That doesn't even make any sense to me. And oh then I told her, I was like, I get like eight rolls. She was like, and she didn't believe me. Yep. And then like, I went to a sushi place that like later on a couple weeks later i sent her a picture of like my plate she's like oh my she's like she couldn't believe it and then her second question was like what like wait are you just there alone i was like yeah <laughs> wait don't, just out don't, alone? don't judge me <laughs> hey there, there is nothing wrong with that at all i i i will admit why one time i and this may have been even one of the only times i've fasted uh, I fasted for all, almost 24 hours. I went to a local sushi place called Sushi Prime 88 right here in Cook, oh, Park, like New York. Place, yeah. Went there and they kicked me out because <laughs> I was eating so much. And 
Uh, guys, if you didn't hear uh, the previous podcast, I'm seven feet tall and almost 300 pounds. So, yes, and I move I, a lot. That, so. uh, be, I've never been kicked out of a sushi place. They so. kicked me out. They, they were like, do you want uh, Do you want dessert? And I was like, no. And they were like, okay, well, here's the receipt. I was like, wow. Oh, wow. I've been kicked out three times. Same place. I still go back. And I, maybe I got to find somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Well, we should, we should talk about some self-control. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I digress, though. Right, no worries. <laughs> um, favorite music artist? Oh, for training. Shit. We'll say for training. Uh, that's hard. So my, tr- my training playlist is very, very uh, all over the place. So like, uh, I guess, shit, if I have to narrow it down, um, I have a kind of a broad spectrum. So... I don't know. If I had to narrow it down, I'd say probably from a rock perspective, I like like Linkin Park and like Godsmack are probably like my two go tos for rock. Love some Linkin Park. Um, yeah. And then uh, for like I, like if I have rap on there, it'll usually be like Eminem, mm-hmm. uh, DMX, Jay Z. I don't have like a. I don't really don't have like one go to, but I will say, and I get shit from this from my wife, is that like. I'm like have weird playlist picks where like I just like to sometimes that just be like in my feels in yeah. when I'm lifting. Yep. So I'll have like sad slow songs on there <laughs> and like yep. I'll get amped up to those. For sure. And they're very like, I mean, they're just very odd songs that you wouldn't think someone like would be deadlifting 600 pounds to, but they amp me up. But they amp me Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm very similar in terms of I like to a lot of times I'll catch myself just listening to uh, just like some slow R&B hip hop. Oh, dude, I do like depressing you know, stuff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I put, I'll put on like a breakup song or like a like a, or like Johnny Cash hurt. Like, oh um, man, oh, okay, like so you go for like the real sad, sad, like real like 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 stuff that makes you emotional. <laughs> oh man, all right, Adam's getting my friends. My here. friends used to make fun of me for it all the time because I'd be like. I listen, I have like the big beats by Dre headphones. Yep. And then like, I have a blast and so loud that you can hear the music. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what the fuck are you listening to? <laughs> it's like, it's like oh, it just gets me amped up, man. Yeah, certain songs. I, have, I definitely have some certain songs on my playlist that I think nobody would ever think I would listen to. And oh, you know, yeah, but man. whatever works, man. Yeah. It's <laughs> the way I look at it. All right. Um, so uh, last, this is going to be my last and final question. Okay. And uh, yeah, because I honestly, I just really want to know, man, what it's like. Uh, what's it like being a father? Oh, okay, awesome. a new a new uh, father. It's. I mean, I feel like the, every time you ask someone that, they, they give like the cliche. The cliche, like, uh, yeah. No, I want I want the real, the raw. Like, I want to know: Are you not sleeping? Are you not eating? No. All the good stuff. Uh, um, no, honestly, man, it's uh, it's it's awesome. It's it's really like there's no there's no bad, mm. and it. I think like when you hear people talk about it, you assume that there's going to be a lot of like negative, but I think it's all mm-hmm. about like anything else, man. It just comes down to mindset. Like I went into it knowing that it was going to be difficult. And yes, there's sometimes where it's definitely more difficult than you thought, but Such I mean, is life. yeah, no, and, and, and I'm sure, I mean, he's only six months old right now. So like, I'm sure when he's a teenager and, and stuff like that, there's going to be, there's going to be way harder times, but, um, it's hard to it's hard to put into words, man. It, I'm sure other people who have kids would understand, but it's just like you just realize, and it doesn't happen overnight, but you realize over time that like you're just no longer the priority, mm-hmm. and he's the priority. And like, there's literally times like I can get emotional now talking about it. Like, there's yep. literally times where just like I am just like we'll be holding him and just like oh my god, like I literally don't know what I would ever do if like something happened to him. So mm-hmm. there's like that, that worry of like literally waking up in the middle of the night and just like walk, like, like, like just looking over, make sure he's breathing. Like, You're things okay. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's constant worry, constant anxiety, yep. uh, a little bit less sleep, a lot more inconvenience, <laughs> but like overall dude, the, the, like the best. And this is something coming from someone who literally was very adamant throughout like my early and mid twenties that like, I didn't know if I wanted to have kids. And I didn't even want to know if I wanted to get married, to be honest with you. Like, I didn't, I was very adamant about that stuff and, um, probably to a fault. And, um, then I, you know, I, I met my now wife and like about like, you know, uh, probably like close to a year into our relationship, I was like, okay, like I definitely like can see myself like marrying this person. And then, you know, once we got married and we decided to like have a kid, it was just like, 
I thought I was gonna be so nervous, but I was just excited. Like, I had no nervousness. Really? Uh, yeah, I was more, the only things I was nervous about was just like, you know, Hey, the power turned yeah, on. Yeah, we, we we've had no power this whole time. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, I give such long answers. But like, Not at all. Um, it's, it's awesome, dude. It's so great. You just, you just uh, have so much like, uh, like love that you can't really put into words. And you just start like, um, putting other things into perspective. And it's so, it's so cliche when I'm saying this. Like even saying it sounds cliche, but just like, like even little things, man, like- the, It I must just, be true if you're saying- you Yeah, but I, I mean, just, like, I do things now strictly to be a better person for him. Mm-hmm. And whereas before it was just being a better person to be a better person and that can be like surface level sometimes and you like start something and stop it. So mm-hmm. like, uh, I'm only a week into this specific thing right now, but like one thing that I, I really made a commitment to doing and not to go off on a whole tangent, and I'm not trying to like be on a soapbox, but it's like a whole thing for me is like stop. I like stopped just cold turkey. Stopped scrolling through any social media. Mm-hmm. Like I just like literally, dude. I would have my 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 son and my wife in in the same room as me, mm-hmm. and like you know, like anyone else, we have normal people. So you get bored, start scrolling through social media, and like literally like, two swipes, and you just feel like shit about your life. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not as jacked as that guy. That person has more money than mm-hmm. me. That person is more successful than me. And it's like you're sitting there with like the greatest like ha- people who make you the happiest in life, and you're sitting there comparing yourself to others. Yep. But again, I'm stopping that because I just want to be a better person for him. I don't want him to see me scrolling on my phone when he gets older. Like I want to like you know. I want to be smarter. I want to be like more, you know, present in the moment. And, yeah, uh, right. yep. you know, man. So like, uh, the biggest thing for me is that before him, all I cared about was like, I was just ultra competitive. I wanted to be the best, the most successful at everything I did. And like, I still am motivated, but like now dude, like I honestly like don't give a shit if someone, you know, is a better trainer than me, has more Instagram followers than me, and any of that crap. It's just like, yep. literally, like, I don't care about that stuff. Like, I just, I just, I don't care about being the most successful, popular trainer. I literally want to be good at my job because I like helping people. But at the end of the day, my work is designed to set up my life so that I can just spend as much time with my, my wife and son as with possible. The people that yeah, matter. yeah. So, like, I don't want to be like, I, I don't want to work like a nine to five. I don't want to be gone from 7 a.m. to, to 8 a.m. And, and, and work late nights. I just want to like work as much as I need to to be able to like have more time with them. So mm-hmm. again, long-winded answer. But it's awesome, man. You know, <laughs> don't, don't, uh, don't like, you know, ever let anyone make you feel like you're, you should be obligated. That was one thing I'm huge on. Yeah, like, that's dude, how I felt if, too. A long time dude, I felt like I was obligated to get married, have kids, do like the whole thing. I'm like, like number one, I didn't grow up seeing that. So for me to, for people to try to push me towards it, like I have to do that, that was kind of weird, but it's just, I mean, everyone's life is different. Everyone's, yeah. everyone's journey is different. And I think the goal is, you know, hundred percent, like you said, staying more present in the moment. And at the end of the day, man, I say this to, I think I just said this to uh, my buddy yesterday. I was going through some uh, relationship yeah. stuff and all that. I'm just like, you're not going to be happy until you love yours, until you have what's in front of you. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like you, Grass isn't always greener, this, that, and the third, but you just, you, you got to love and, and stay present and be there for the people who are loyal to you. And, uh, you know, I, coming from, I played a lot of sports and I know a lot of people in this, that, and the third, my circle is real small. Me real too. Real small. <laughs> Me too. I can count it on uh, yeah. less than how many fingers are on my hand. So, you know, I, I agree with you on that's what, that is what, what is most important and try to live my life that way too. Yeah. And, and it's, build it's, my career it's that not way, a, you know? yeah, man, it's not an, it's not, it's, it's like, I, you, I, I, like you have people tell you like you know oh I had a kid and like as soon as the kid was born like as soon as I saw them for the first time like I had all these things and it just it's not all storybook like that like it, it takes a while to just adjust to that and uh, and but also on the flip side of that also not using it as a crutch as an excuse to not better yourself to mm-hmm. to, to, to eat like crap and not exercise and I know we're trainers it sounds cliche but I was just talking to my friend about this today I was just like you know because he was commenting on like how you know, in, in a complimentary way, he was just saying like, you know, I, I respect you, man. Like, cause I, I literally, he came over to work out and I had just had the baby on me and the baby was sleeping when he pulled in. So I had to like quick switch with my wife, run downstairs, like dry scoop pre-workout to the face and then go <laughs> right outside and work out. And then as soon as I was done working out, my wife had five minutes left to get back to work and I had to go right back in and like go put the baby back down. Back on, yeah. And anyway, I was just saying to him, I was just like, 
it would be so easy to like make excuses, but like you just can't use it as a crutch to like, yeah. you know, give up on yourself. Cause again, everything I do now is like, I just want to be around longer, like, you know, and all that, all that storybook, like, you know, stuff that you hear, but like, uh, yeah. no, but hey, I'm, I'm such just... a suburban fucking dad. Now. <laughs> like I was telling my one client today, like how I have like yard envy. Yeah. Like I walked around the neighborhood. <laughs> I was like, that guy's yard looks so much better than my yard. And I was like, I never, dude, I literally thought, and not to get off, people are, this is the first time some people may be listening to this and they don't know me, but like, totally. literally, I went, I went through a point in my life, like, in my early 20s, where I literally thought, like, I, the way I pictured my life at this point, I pictured me, like, you know, being alone, living alone in, like, a studio apartment, and, like, that's how I saw my life, and that's mm-hmm. just, I don't know why, it's not that I wanted that, this is what I saw my life being, and being very focused on whether it was uh, training or wrestling and just being focused on, on that stuff. And like mm-hmm. now being where I am now, like, dude, like, I mean, I get so much joy out of just, just eating dinner with my wife and my kid and just, just wake, dude, like waking up on a, on a Saturday or Sunday Simple morning. Things. Yeah. And, and not having to get up to an alarm and literally just like hanging out in bed and just like playing with the baby and like laughing with my wife, like, and then going to grab, maybe grab a coffee for us. Like that's literally like all I want. <laughs> it's crazy. It really is, man. And I'm I'm 28, and I'm I'm definitely not old by any means or yeah. by any stretch. Most people would say you're still a baby, but I I, I agree on the same notion. Like We're it's, old it's souls. the small things. Yeah, it's it's the little <laughs> things. The time with family. The just the smallest things from having a meal to just a walk or just any like that stuff. I put above anything you can buy with even the most money in the world. You know what I mean? Dude, a, green, a green piece of paper does not drive my every intention, my dude, every Dude, ask my life, wife. I'm know? like the most cheap person in the <laughs> fucking world. Like literally like any dollar I make, I want to save 95 cents yep. of it. So like, uh, dude, I don't care what car I have. I don't yep. care. Dude, like the idea, like if someone, like you said the thing about the Super Bowl and I was just like, dude, I literally wake up at 345 every Monday morning. Like the idea of like, <laughs> we're going to a Super Bowl or Super Bowl party. It sounds like, I'm just like, ugh. I don't even, I don't even know why I said that because I don't, I don't remember no, the last no, time I watched I'll joke with my clients. I'll always ask my clients like, oh, what do you got going hey, what on you this doing? weekend? Yep. And they'll just be like, Oh, I'm doing this or I'm doing this. And, I, and they're like, what about you? I'm like, I'm just really looking forward to like so not waking up to an alarm tomorrow. <laughs> and it's going to take a lot of motivation for me to do laundry. Yeah. Like, that's, a, that's what my day is going to be like tomorrow. I feel you, man. I'm plugging in just quality time. That's yeah. all it takes. All it takes is recharging, my man. Um, all right. You think there's a, is there anything else that people need to know about you? Uh... Probably not. We'll probably find something along the way. I'm sure I talk long enough. But uh, if, if there's more than two people listening to this right now, just know that like I'm, I'm super thankful for people listening to this and giving us a shot. And like we're intending to just make this more and more uh, entertaining and, and better quality as we go. Yeah, 100%, guys. 100% agree uh, exactly what Adam says. And uh, if you guys like the podcast, please let us know. Give us a five-star rating, five-star review. If you have any things you want us to speak upon, any topics, please let us know. You can shoot us an email, DM us, whatever works best for you. And uh, yeah, we'll be talking to you guys soon. Thanks once again.